0: welcome welcome oh it's so lovely to see you all oh your your faces have just burst across our our screen jan and i've just been chatting here by ourselves and now you've joined us and it's so
1: exciting to see you and i think we've got people here from all over the world it would be fabulous if you could put in the chat uh where you're from uh so just so we know we get a flavor of the different countries, the different cities that we're representing. Uh, if there's anyone here from Yorkshire, special shout out to you. Or <laughs> from London. I, I'm originally a Londoner, having lived all over the UK, but originally a Londoner. And where in Yorkshire were you from? Uh, I am from Huddersfield. Huddersfield, uh, that's Not right. far from Norabati uh,
2: country. <laughs> yes.
3: have <got> Egan, Minnesota, <gasps> London,
2: Mountain oh.
1: Michigan, Berris and Edmonds. Cambridge, have you heard of that? We got someone from rugby. Oh, South Africa living in Horsham. Whoa, we've got someone here from Peterborough.
0: Did I see Syria there as well? Syria. Um, Wow, just flashed on the list. Wickford and
1: Essex. How fantastic! So for us, it's afternoon, but I know for uh, many of you, it'll be uh, early in the morning. So thank you very much for waking up early and. (laughs) Wolfing down your breakfast to be with us and
0: late at night. So Seggy, I don't know if you're with us yet from Mongolia. Uh, And we've also got, I think, someone from Australia. So for you, I know it's late at night. So thank you for joining us. It really is wonderful that we're going to have this time together. Well, our theme this year is called Navigating Uncharted Waters. And the the whole essence behind that has come from what we've all been experiencing over this last year of a worldwide pandemic with all of that, that, that we experienced of lockdowns and of changes and not knowing what's going to happen next. I know in this country we had changes quite regularly. Maybe it was different in other countries, but uh, it, it felt like uncertain. Our way ahead was uncertain. And yes, we are starting to come out of that period. But for many of us, we've had so much change going on in our lives that the way ahead might look a bit different to what it has been. And so we wanted to explore that today in our theme. And of course, our verse, as you know, and you've read, uh, is Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And we're going to hear from different speakers and different testimonies the richness of God's word and how it has sustained them through difficult, challenging times. But also we're going to hear a story about uh, maybe not so challenging, but an exciting uncharted waters as well, because they can can have a
1: positive take on things in that. So it's going to be a good time. It is. I'm so excited. Can I encourage you all just to... um, um quieten the cats and um, turn off any background noise that you might have on and tell the children that you're busy for the next few hours and let's just focus our minds now and let's come before God and, and, and pray. Father we are so honoured and privileged to be together this afternoon and we commit these next three hours to you. Lord, we pray that you would uh, miraculously work in our hearts, in our minds, and in our spirits as we seek to understand more of navigating the future with you. We commit ourselves and our speakers and our lives at home to you right now and pray in Jesus' name that you would uh, multiply the time and the impact of the time that we have together.
0: Amen. 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 Well, we're going to hear a couple of of testimonies right now. One from Sandra Hahn in St. Louis, USA. So welcome, Sandra. And the other from Elizabeth Cabrera in Argentina. So welcome, Elizabeth. Uh, We're going to hear their stories, and then we're going to be led in some worship time with Emily uh, from London. So enjoy.
4: Hi, I'm Sandra Hahn. And I wanted to share with you about navigating my way through relationships with angry people over the last year. When I was younger, I didn't know how to do much in the kitchen and I had an aunt that invited me over and she taught me how to make coffee. And she started by putting salt into the dry coffee grounds before she brewed it. She explained that this was to take away the bitterness of the coffee. So I tried it at home and it worked. We had some friends over and my friend saw me making coffee and put the salt into the dry coffee grounds. And she got kind of upset. And she said, what are you doing? And I explained to her that if you put salt in it, it takes away the bitterness. And she said, no, that's not right. It's sugar. You put sugar in coffee to take away the bitterness. You're not doing it right. Well, if I have seen a common sentiment over the last year in people around me. It's that one. You're not doing it right. And I'm upset about it. We have people that are angry all around us in the church, in the grocery store, at schools, in the office, on social media, and everyone seems to be correcting others and telling them what they're doing wrong. Masks. We're not doing the masks right. We're wearing them too low, or they're too thin. And some people think we shouldn't wear masks at all. We're not listening to the right news sources. We're too confrontational, or we should be more confrontational. All around us, people are saying, we're not doing it right, and they're very angry. My reaction at first was, To avoid people if I stayed away from them their anger couldn't get to me and hurt me but I realized God hasn't called me to avoid people he's called me to be salt and light in the community around me so I started praying and asking God to help me know how to deal with angry people I wanted him to just take the anger away but that wasn't happening So I heard a teaching from a lady called June Hunt. She's a Christian counselor and she explained that anger has four roots and those are fear, frustration, pain, or injustice. So I took that to heart. And when I heard somebody spouting off, I would ask God to show me what's at the root of this, what's at the bottom of their anger. Are they afraid? Are they hurting? Are they feeling powerless? And it gave me a compassion for people instead of a critical attitude. I asked God for a word just from his word on how to interact with people. And I wanted to share a few scriptures with you. James 1 19, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that god desires first peter three fifteen, always be prepared to give a defense to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that's in you but respond with gentleness and respect and last colossians 4 6 act wisely toward outsiders redeeming the time let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Just like adding salt to bitter coffee, let's add grace like salt to redeem all of our conversations. I'm asking God to keep my focus on people and their hearts and not on the controversies or the arguments. I'm asking for all of us, for God's grace, to show his redeeming love to a hurting world.
5: Greetings, dear wonderful women of God around the world. I am so privileged to participate in this conference. Thank you, Carol, for inviting me. My name is Elizabeth Uwoldi and I am from Argentina. I want to recall uh, a wonderful scripture in Matthew chapter five, verse 14 to 16. And I, I want to remember the example that Jesus gave us. He compared us with a city standing on a hilltop and a lamp that lights in an obscure place. What a wonderful image in the middle of these days we are going through in the world. It is very easy to be a city on a hill or a light when there are calm waters but it's so difficult. It's a challenge to do so when we have to navigate uncharted waters. I want to tell you that I found out that our strength rests on two aspects. One of the aspects is the eternal nature of Jesus Christ within us. He is living inside of us. He has decided to be an internal God and not an external God anymore. He was an external God in the Old Testament, but after the cross, He came to live inside of us. And as He grows in power and strength, we can have confidence on the days ahead. Even if we feel it or not, He is there. And as far as we depend on Him, and we surrender to His Lordship, He confirms his strength within us day by day. And in that way, we can say, as Paul declared, he is my hope of glory. Jesus Christ is my hope of glory. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, good times or bad times, he became my hope of glory. On the other hand, I can see an external strength in the spiritual link we have in the body of Christ. Clearly today's gathering is an example of that representation. It is amazing that from so many different countries, we are gathered together to give a word, to encourage one another, to strengthen one another in God's word. And we can see through the eyes of many wonderful women of God, how God is moving in the middle of shaking times. So I can tell you that the internal God we have and the corporate life in the external, both of them makes us unstoppable in the face of death and desperation. And I want to tell you a very short testimony from us during this pandemic. One day I asked to the Lord, Lord, how can we do show your glory in the middle of this pandemic? How can we be the church in the midst of these days of chaos and desperation? Some days later, I went into one of the sick rooms of our city and I could see the conditions in which all the nurses and the rest of the employees were working under. And it was extremely cold. All the time with open doors, long shifts, and I could see that the answer to my question was there. That was the place where the Lord wanted us to shine and to send His love, to take His love there. Immediately I thought we will never be allowed to come here due to the virus, due to the the contagious virus and, and people knew nothing about it and they would never let us go there. But a word inside of me was telling me, if I am before you, I will open doors. And he opened the doors for us. Some days later, we could talk with the director of the sick room and he broke into tears when he t- we told him that we wanted to go two days a week to serve two lunches for all the employees there. They were spending long hours there with almost no food. So we thought it was a good way for serving them. Around 70 portions each day, we could feed them for several months and it was a wonderful experience. At the beginning, some people thought we were crazy. Some people said that we had a hidden agenda or that the politics was paying us for doing so. But we could see God's glory. We could pray for the nurses. We could see the joy in their faces. Uh, We could see God's hand over all this. I could tell you several testimonies. Many things that happened, but I have no time for doing so. But um, we were so glad to strengthen their arms to raise their faith in the middle of desperation. We share that with many helpers in the church. Many of them were afraid of the virus, but they came into that plan anyway. Many of them got COVID in the middle of serving But we took turns, and we waited for them to recover, and they continued serving. We could see the provision of God in the food, in the helpers, in the cars for serving the food. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Even the kids participated. So we could see God's hand in all this. So I am here to tell you that in the middle of the crisis, we need to stick to the DNA God has given us. It is easy to say it when the waters are calm, but it is so different when you are forced to navigate uncharted waters. We are a city in a hill, so we cannot hide. If we do hide due to fear or the uncertainty, the world has no hope. In the middle of panic, we shine with peace. In the middle of desperation, we shine with the hope that will never embarrass us. So I encourage you all, be the light, be the city on a hill, and so may everyone see the glory of the Lord.
2: Hi guys, we're going to worship together now. So wherever you are, even though we're apart, let's all join together, maybe stand, and uh, yeah, let's worship our God. your kingdom come your will be done all your promises will stand forever your my defender, you don't say I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it
1: Lovely. Wow. Thank you so much, Emily. That was inspiring. And what a song to mm. launch us <laughs> off in this conference to recognize that God's love for us is absolutely outrageous yeah. and incredible. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. So thank you so much. And we've got another uh, worship set to look forward to uh, later on. I
0: was just sensing as we were worshipping there and hearing those stories, that if any of you listening today and taking part in this conference are feeling lost right now, you are feeling the one uh, lost like that sheep away from the crowd if, if there is something in your life where there is such a big barrier that you know that wall that, that God wants to kick it down that he is there for you that he is the one who will reach out to you and he wants to find you and you to find him today and I just want to encourage you just reach into God for for this this time together
1: he's going to meet with you uh, there are opportunities to reach out on the chat so do, as, they, as the conference is progressing, do feel free to put your comments or your questions even in the chat uh, and we'll, we'll respond to you as we go along. Um, but I think uh, Carol is mm. now going to introduce yeah, our, our main event. Sue! So Sue Eldridge is going to be uh, speaking to us now.
0: So welcome Sue, she's with us live. Uh, we're very excited Sue that you're going to be speaking to us live today. And uh, Sue and I've been friends for a very long time, many, many, many years, uh, many years. And uh, Sue and her husband, Tim, have been pastors of churches for many years as well. Um, And now they have a much more itinerant ministry. And Sue, we want to welcome you. We know you've got the carrying the word of God for us. Uh, uh, Over to you.
3: Well, thank you so much, Carol. And thank you. For having me. Um, What a privilege it is to be speaking to so many amazing women from all around the world. Um, wow, and what fantastic testimonies we've heard. Hasn't it been great so far? I mean, it's just been wonderful. And um, But I've just realised that after today, I can truly be called an international speaker. So thank you and get me, hey! <laughs> I, all from the, the comfort of my home, I'm an international speaker, so um, that's quite exciting. But this afternoon, I want to talk to you about, as we've already heard, how to navigate uncharted waters. Now, if you're in uncharted waters, you're in a situation that is unfamiliar to you, that you've no experience uh, no experience of, and you just don't know what might happen. Because we're on this journey of life, it's a given that actually we're all going to find ourselves in this place. Just a minute, ladies, just a sec, very important. I haven't put my stopwatch on. Oopsie! Anyway, hopefully somebody will shout at me if I go on too long. Um, But just by being alive, we are going to find ourselves in uncharted waters. And if we doubted it at all, that we should be there or we we would find ourselves in, in that place. The Bible spends a lot of time reassuring us that God will be with us in every season we walk through and he promises that he will go before us. So he knew we were going to be in, in uncharted waters. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, it says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So today I'm talking about how we can trust God during these times of unnavigated waters. And I want to start by telling you a story. Um, it's a great story. It's told by a man, and it was the it was the most frightening yet thought provoking experience of his life. He said he'd been on a long flight, and the first warnings of the approaching problems came when the sign on the aeroplane flashed, flashed fasten your seatbelts. Then after a while, a calm voice said, we shall not be serving beverages at this time as we're experiencing some turbulence. Please ensure that your seat belts are fastened. As the man looked around the cabin, it was obvious that some passengers had become apprehensive. Now later, the voice of the pilot came again I'm sorry, we are unable to serve the meal at this time. The turbulence is still ahead of us. (laughs) That's when I would have worried, no meal. Um, And then the storm broke. One moment the plane was lifted on terrific currents of air. The next dropped as if it was about to crash. The man confessed that he shared the discomfort and fear of all those around him. He said, as I looked around the plane, I could see that nearly all the passengers were distressed and alarmed and some were even praying. He said, I then noticed a little girl to whom the storm meant absolutely nothing. She had tucked her feet beneath her as she sat reading a book. Everything within her, her, everything within her small world was calm and orderly. Sometimes she closed her eyes, then she would read again, then she would straighten her legs, but fear and worry were just not in her world. When the plane was being buffeted by the terrible storm, when all the adults were scared half to death, that marvellous child was composed and unafraid. The man could hardly believe his eyes. It was not surprising, therefore, that when the plane finally reached its destination, he lingered to speak to the girl whom he had watched for such a long time. He asked her why she had not been afraid. The sweet child replied, Sir, my dad is the pilot and he said he was taking me home. Wow. She trusted her dad to do what he said he would do. Take her home. She trusted her dad in the uncharted waters of that storm. And like we already heard in that testimony, now more than ever, The church, that's all of us, need to rise and be the church that we were created to be. We need to be the lamp in the darkness, the light on the hill, because trust me, the world is looking for answers. The world is in the biggest expanse of uncharted waters it's been in. It will be looking for hope, for wisdom, for acceptance. So we need to ensure that our hope, our peace, and our trust is secure and in the right place and today i want to look at how each one of us can tap into god when we're in any uncharted waters of life in the uncharted waters of sickness of loss of poverty or debt what about the uncharted waters of a relationship breakdown unemployment or homelessness we need to tap into our heavenly dad during any and every storm we find ourselves into we need to tap into him when we just can't see the way forward we need to tap into him when every way we look seems bad or scary to be able to tap into our daddy god when we feel scared when we feel overwhelmed when the storm is raging what we need to first do is t we need to know the truth of what god says we need to know a apply the truth to our circumstances, and P, to put our hands firmly in our daddy's gods. We need to tap, know the truth, apply the truth, and put your hand firmly in your daddy's gods. So let's look at the truth. Know the truth of what God says. So what has God said? What has God said that we can hold on to during this pandemic, during this uncertainty during this financial loss during this uncharted waters or whatever uncharted waters you're going through right now well oh my goodness we could be here for a long time psalm 91 i'm going to read most of uh, what i read from the passion translation but in the psalm 91 says when you sit enthroned under the shadow of shaddai you are hidden the strength of god most high he's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me the only god for me and my great confidence he will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse his massive arms are wrapped around you protecting you even in times of disaster, without thousands and thousands being killed, with, sorry, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. What an amazing truth to hold on to. Psalms 56, verse 3 to 4, it says, But in the day that I'm afraid, I lay all my fears before you, and I trust in you with all my heart what harm could a man bring to me with God on my side I will not be afraid of what comes the roaring praises of God fill my heart and I will always triumph as I trust his promises and this oh my goodness this is one of my favorites Psalm 130 verse 7 oh Israel keep hoping keep trusting and keep waiting on the Lord for he is tender-hearted kind and forgiving and listen to this He has a thousand ways to set you free. Oh my goodness, God has a thousand ways to sort out your problem. Maybe you're sat there thinking of two or three options, but he is not worried about your problem. He has the answer. We just need to ask him for help and then we have to trust him. So that's what our heavenly dad has said to us. Well, he said so much more. But now, you see, when we know the truth, now we have to rest in that truth to tap into his peace, his rest, his answer. Oh, my goodness. God has taken me on a journey over the last eight to ten years, really. A journey of learning to trust him in every storm. And oh, I am still learning and still growing and I still get it wrong sometimes. But I'd like to share with you where I'm up to and where I've come from. So how I used to live. What would happen? Something would happen. A situation would come up. I'd find myself in in uncharted waters. Someone was sick or I was sick. Maybe we had money issues. Maybe it was a relationship issue. You get the idea. But the first thing I'd do is try to fix it. (laughs) Try to fix it myself. I was a fixer. And being a fixer itself is not such a bad thing. It's just the thing that can jump in before prayer or faith. And and that's what I did. And to be fair, I was quite a good prick. I was quite a good fixer. I'd had a lot of practice. <laughs> and fix being a fixer can work well up until you can't fix something, or you have so many things to fix that you cannot keep up. And basically that's what happened to me. I burnt myself out, I had a breakdown, and I spent virtually six months in bed. This was quite a long time ago. But then I got better in the old trust realm. Yay. You see, what would happen? Something would crop up. I'd find myself in unnavigated uncharted waters i'd go straight to god about it i'd pray you know how you pray until you feel that 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 you've got a peace that you've left it with god that he's heard you and he's got it um and off i'd go and in peace until maybe i don't know i saw a statement from the bank or i got a diagnosis or somebody said something or i went on facebook and something upset me or (laughs) or is that just me that would never be It's just me okay so try and put my put yourself in my in my shoes so what would happen is i'd go right back to the beginning so i'd be in i'd be in peace i'd have given it to jesus but then something would come and it would take me straight back and then i'd have to get on my knees and pray again now trust me this was much better than being a fixer but you see we're called to walk in faith not like i did have little bouts of it and that brings me to the a it, apply the truth to your circumstances so now where I'm at is I face a situation I don't try and fix it I go straight to God I know the truth I feed myself on the truth but what I have to do now is I have to apply that truth right into the middle of the situation that's in front of me I have to take the truth I have to take the word of God and apply every single one of it into my circumstances, or is the bible untrue well of course all of you are shouting no of course it's true but then let us be the people that don't just read it and quote it but let's be the people that actually apply it and live it apply it into our fear our sickness our loss our debt our joblessness in fact whatever you're facing right now do you know that god has an answer for it i wonder if today you dare to trust him Oh gosh, there have been many times that I've said to Tim, my husband, if I can't stay in peace in this situation, if I can't find the anchor in God in this situation, there are songs I'm going to have to stop singing, there are preaches I will stop preaching, and there are scriptures I need to stop quoting, because you see, I don't want to be someone that doesn't live what they're saying, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Oh, trust me, it's not that I don't mess up sometimes. Of course I do. But my heart is, I am going to learn to trust God just as that little girl trusted her dad. Of course I wasn't afraid. My dad said he was taking me home. Wow. Do you know there isn't one situation that cannot come under God's authority? However bad things are right now, you haven't got that one thing in history, in the history of time that God can't fix. One of the things that that we had to well we had to really put this into practice is um, the first year of the pandemic. So that was twenty one, was it twenty? Oh gosh, I can't remember it now. Um, so Tim and I, what what we did? Carol said we've led many churches, and um, in the last seven years we've been itinerant. We have had an itinerant ministry, and and every year we put on a, a big conference called the European Leaders Advance, and um, and and all the rest of the year we were traveling most weekends ministering and putting on different things and that was our life so um the itin- the the sorry the, itin- the the pandemic hit and the conference got cancelled we're not able to travel travel and that's pretty much still the case so what do we do Do we panic? Do we send out thousands of newsletters letting people know that we need money? Do we feel worthless and redundant? Do we lose our identity because our assignment has changed? No, 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 no. So what do we do? We remember who God says we are. We remember that he has a plan for us. We hold onto the truth and we apply it right into where I am. Ephesians 1 verse 11 it says through our union with Christ we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance before you were even born he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart so is God worried that we're not going to fulfill all that he planned for us because of a pandemic absolutely not is he worried that our ministry is going to suffer because but of course he's not and so if he's not worried if he before I was born planned and predestined me he knew the pandemic was coming and and I'm not a different person do you know I'm the same person whether I'm preaching to thousands or I'm stacking shelves in Morrisons I haven't stacked shelves in Morrisons but I'm very open to stack shelves in Morrisons because it's my identity is in him not in what I do I don't know what are you what about if you're trusting but your situation doesn't seem to change or maybe it's changing for the worse i understand that i've i've been there i've been there for years and years i think the last time i spoke at flourish i told told you about my daughter who was so ill with anorexia that went on for years nothing changed in fact it got worse but in proverbs 3 verse 5 it says trust in the Lord completely and don't rely on your own opinions or in other translations it says I'm spitting it and it's excitement don't rely on your own understanding because we can't work it out we just have to trust him just because we don't understand what's going on it doesn't mean that God's not working things out we can't possibly understand his ways you see it really is a trust issue this navigating uncharted waters. It's all about how I and how you can trust your good, good father because he is so trustworthy. He is so good. We we heard that song about his reckless love for us. He's so good. He's so forgiving. He's so kind, he is Lord, that's who he is. So quickly, I have no idea where I am time-wise. I'm so sorry, my stopwatch has gone off. What's that all about? Oh, four minutes, oh golly. Okay, so number three, we need to put our hand in his. So now I'm learning to go to God, leave my fears and worries and sickness with him, go in peace. But you see, when that thing, when that something comes to rob me of it, somebody says something, I read something, what I do is the first thing I say, either in my head or out loud is, I trust you, Dad. And as I'm saying that, I visual, I'm quite a visual person, so I'm visualizing myself, say I had a very little hand and God's got this great big daddy hand. I visualize me going, I trust you God. And I just push my hand that little bit deeper into his great big palm. So that as soon as that thing that comes to rob you, I just go, I trust you dad. And I put my hand deeper into his because he never leaves us or forsakes sakes us. He's always there. I'm putting my hand deeper into his and peace is restored. And I'm learning to walk in faith. It's all about tapping into our Father God, knowing the truth, applying the truth into every situation and putting your hand firmly in his. We looked earlier at who God is. So I wonder this afternoon, who are you? Are you the daughter who's learned to trust their daddy God to say, My dad said he was gonna do this, so I know he's gonna do it. Are you starting this new year, 2022, with your hand buried in your dad's? I wonder what are you facing this year? What are you believing for? What prophetic word seems so impossible to you? What mountain do you need moving? What uncharted waters are you navigating right now? Today, in fact, right now, I believe Holy Spirit's already saying to you, do you believe me? Jesus is quietly asking you, am I who you say I am? And your Papa God is saying, do you trust me? Sweetheart, do you trust me in this? This is a choice. It really is a choice to put that uncharted, that unnavigated water, that hurt, that relationship, that storm into his hands, to leave it there, not keep taking it back in fear, but to trust. To trust completely, utterly, uncompromisingly in your God, in your daddy. Because it's not too big for him. He's got this. He has got this. So... I don't know, in these 20 minutes that we've had, if today there's something inside you goes I want to choose to walk in a higher level of trust with God. I want to choose to trust him and banish fear like never before. Then, I don't know, maybe just as I pray, just put your hand on your heart. It's an outward sign of of the choice that you're making inside today, God. I'm gonna choose to trust you through this pandemic. I'm gonna choose to trust you with my finances, with my family, with my health. I'm choosing to trust you God through this season of unnavigated, uncharted waters. I will choose to keep my eyes fixed on him. So Father God, I I just pray for each person right now who's chosen today to place their full trust in you, to tap, into your strength, your truth, and your hand. Those people that are choosing to believe that you really are who you say you are and you will do what you have promised in your word to do. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would protect every choice made this afternoon, that you would bring faith and hope into their situations, that the truth of what you say would be louder than the circumstances that they're facing right now. And I ask this in your precious, beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, ladies.
0: So that was amazing. Just sensed God's presence there as you prayed for us. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to that. Um, Jan, I'm just wondering, are there examples in our lives, as as Sue was sharing there, where we've had to literally apply God's truth to our own circumstances? And um, I'm sure we've probably got many. And I'm sure you, if we said, put it in the chat, we, we would have hundreds and hundreds of examples Um, But as I was thinking there, I um, remember two verses that I had to apply to my life, two truth verses that I had to apply to my life three and a half years ago now when I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and um, having to go through treatment of chemotherapy and surgery. And one of them, one of those verses was Genesis 50 verse 20. And it says, you intended to harm me. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives what what the enemy meant for harm God was going to turn for good in in my situation that was one of his words that he spoke over me and then the other one was Joshua 1:5, and this might be a verse for many of you of course I will never leave you nor forsake you and I remember the Lord saying to me Uh, This is going to be like climbing Everest. This is going to be a mountain you've never scaled before going through uh, chemotherapy and treatment. Uh, But I promise you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is a word that I applied and it was daily, sometimes hourly over my life. Um, And as I put my hand in his and he led me up that huge mountain mountain. Um, and yeah, so that was a couple of verses. I don't know whether, have you had a verse that you've had to apply to your life? I mean, I
1: think thinking about what's changed for me and what's different for me, and what are my uncharted waters um, y- more recently. Mm-hmm. I, I I lost my mum uh, a couple of a uh, couple of months ago, and it feels like I've moved into a, a, a kind of a different era. And mm. um, I you know I've lost my biggest fan i've lost somebody who loved me unconditionally i've lost somebody who, in the last few years, gave me a rhythm and a, and a purpose to, 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 to my life and my time um, and so I've felt that loss, mm. felt that, um, felt that sadness, mm. but also recognized that I can find that love and find that acceptance not just through family, but through friends, ultimately mm. through God and mm. my, my connection with God as well. Mm. And so it's been a refocusing mm. um, on where I find that. Uh, it's, Sue mentioned something about acceptance and I, I wrote it down. I think you said that the world is looking for hope and wisdom and acceptance. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're, mm. we're all like that. It's, when we say the world, we often think, oh, that's the people who don't believe that's us you yeah. know that's us as well and mm. so um i've been challenged to really change my uh my where do i find that that unconditional love mm. who do i get that from yeah
0: and that might be applying to many of us who've lost people this year i know uh, many of us uh, have maybe have lost a loved one through covid or through another illness or at old age as, as your mum was mm. Um, And uh, we may be in a state of grieving right now. And and God is saying, I'm here for you to comfort you, isn't he? And you're saying about the unconditional love. Oh, my goodness. Um, God's love is superly unconditional. We need each other. We need our hugs, don't we? Absolutely. But his love... Is overwhelming to us in these times when we need his comfort so yeah,
1: so, yeah. absolutely um, we're, we're privileged and thrilled that we have another uh, session from Sue later on if you have questions if I know I have if you've got questions that uh, that, that have sparked from from what Sue said please put them in the chat yeah uh, there's a chance now we're gonna have a ten minute Ooh, can I just say you before, can. before we go for coffee you can you were gonna say that we have a whole church
0: that has joined us. No way. A whole church. Where, Christ, where are they, Christ, they from? Christchurch, Minnesota. Give us a wave, Christchurch, Minnesota.
1: Are you watching us together? Yeah. Um, we have 10
4: minutes for uh, a coffee break.